That's probably the best that might have ever gone. Do you think getting a new computer just made everything better? Um, I don't know, but I do feel like I'm living in a Disney com, uh, you know, original movie Smart House. Oh, I just said I just said Disney com, which does stand for Disney Channel original movie. I just said Disney com original movie, so I should probably just go straight to hell. Um, well, I mean, I think now. there's I think there's a podcast that is about the DCOMs, um, and also anyone yeah. who grew up, you know, in the excuse me early aughts um, is more than familiar with. Uh, oh, of course, that brand of the magic. D- I so. mean, the, the DCOMs are truly um, like some early knots gold. You know, Cadet Kelly. Thanks. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the thirteenth year. Yes, the, the yes, one, please. The only one that I can really remember is the luck of the Irish, and I think that's oh, that one's dope as hell, though. Right? Yes, that one's really good. <laughs> I feel like there must have been some part of young Sam that just must have had the hots for the main character or something, because I love oh, that sure movie. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure you did because he was just kind of an average-looking white boy with yes. brown hair, which and is your—it's <laughs> that's kind of your thing. Also, yeah, it's both both what I look like and also what I want the people I'm involved with to yeah. look like. Um, yeah, yeah, is that narcissism? No, I don't think it's narcissism. Is it narcissism? Be uh, honest, it, it's probably narcissism. Um, it's not like it's bad narcissism. No. It could be a lot worse. This is That's fine, true. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, this is Sam and Meg Hakley, if you couldn't tell it from is. us, rambling about DCOMs, which, to be fair, are definitely a precursor to Glee. Um, uh, definitely. For yes. sure. So, today, we're going to... I mean, t- oh, uh, we yeah. just... Yeah. So, Sam's sexual awakening was uh, Luck of the Irish. Mine was Cadet Kelly, because, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> Uh, we should really save this material for bonus episodes, probably. We should. Speaking of, uh, we'll start it here at the very beginning. We're going to start doing Patreon bonus episodes, maybe? Yes. yes. Uh, no, we we definitely are. But yes. what the content will be and when those will go up is more nebulous. I apologize yes, to our patrons slash patrons if we're lucky enough to have multiple at this point. Yeah, we're doing them because uh, we want to talk about stuff we like. Yes. Instead of just stuff we hate. Yes. So look forward to those. But for now, let's get into the stuff we hate. Yeah. I think. So yeah. So today we're talking Which is about Glee. Yes. We're talking about season two's episode seventeen, A Night of Neglect. A Night of Neglect. Yes. Did we introduce ourselves? I don't think we did. No, I mean I'm Sam. That's Maggie. I mean, I'm Maggie. To be fair, I guess. Both of those. This names. could be someone's first episode, and That's they're like, true. "What the fuck? What are these idiots talking about? <laughs> what are these D-com idiots?" Decom original movies. Original movies is in the acronym. This person's <laughs> an idiot. Why am I listening to this podcast? Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, Sam is pretty gender neutral. Maggie, I guess, could yeah. be a gender neutral name. So fair point. Fair. Well played. Well yeah, played. Totally. Um, so this episode originally aired on April nineteenth, twenty eleven. 
with 8.9 million viewers, which is down from last week's 11.15 million. We're taking a big hmm. hit at the end of this season. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there it was... So it was regionals last week. I think people are getting sick with these sort of... Um, Filler? You know, uh, like, middle accomplishments that don't really mean anything. Yes. Well, and also... Um, our last episode was about, let's see, a month before this one. So sure. it's probably likely that a lot of people saw regionals and were like, I think I'm done for the season, you know? I think the season <laughs> is over? Question mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, hit me hit me with those sweet deets about who wrote this episode and who directed it. So here's the thing is I had the fandom uh, wiki page open, not the actual wiki page, and I can't find the writers on it. So I'm going to have to do um, some quick Googling. Okay. I'm going to guess. Let's say I'm guessing the writer was Ian Brennan and the director was Ryan Murphy because he can't wait to get his hands all over our favorite characters and ruin them. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, here, let me just wiki for Glee Night of Neglect. Oh, uh, Google. I was trying to type it with one hand and it was a total mess. <laughs> well, and also, you know, you, you have to get your hands accommodated to your new computer and especially I how, do. like, well, well, I was going to say, it's actually, ha- it's yeah. hands free. I'm actually, oh. it's in tablet mode right now, you know, pretty, sure. um, classy, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm searching this on my phone. You were uh. sort of half right, sort of. <laughs> it was written by Ian Brennan, Woo! Uh, but it was directed by Carol Banker, oh. who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so <laughs> she's a total nobody. Well, that also still explains why some of our characters in this episode got a little mangled up. I did put my fist in the air for that, though. Um, I'm taking mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. as a triumph, because... Sometimes I need those. Anyway. Sure, totally. Um, is there anything from the critical response you want to pull out before we get into the ep? Well, let's take a look. So, critical commentary was generally negative. <laughs> you don't say. That's pretty great. I think that one line is just all we need, um, honestly, because we're going to tear into this thing anyway. So yep. let's leave all the all the critique for us. Let's yes. leave all those critique morsels just for us to scoop up in our hot little hands. And we're going to start with the recap. Ugh. It is. It covers uh, Holly and Will's budding relationship. Yep. And Flynn. And I yes. think that's it. Well, I, I also had a note that it covers, quote, Sue's anger. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. She is angry that Will <laughs> foiled her plan, except that's not really what happened. She just lost. Yes. At Nationals. And if you recall, regionals, it's because maybe. her... Th- what did I say? Did I say Nationals? Oh, yeah. It was like You're fucking just... sectionals or something bullshit like that. <laughs> she didn't even get to go to Nationals. Um Quinn, Santana, and Brittany bailed on her when she threatened to kill Brittany with a human cannon. Yes. There you go. Yes. And she lost at regionals because she literally pushed the choir director down the stairs, took his job, and then pandered to the judges. So That's right. Yeah. It's so a good job, Sue. Yeah. 
we open the actual episode with Will writing on the whiteboard. He's put on um, a math equation. It's 5,000 times 0.25 equals 20,000. <laughs> Which you might, have, you might have thought there for a second. That doesn't sound right. Because you guess what? It's not right. It's wrong. It's not it's, it's not right. It's Holy not shit. how math works. Um, <laughs> if you multiply five thousand times point two five, you get two thousand, or like some. It's like a fourth of five thousand. That's what I. That's what I thought it would be. Like this doesn't. No, you're it's, right. It's wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> yes. Well, that's when I when I first watched it. Chris is like, it's a good thing he's not the math teacher. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm, I'm going to be out of a job soon. Um, but uh, I did spend approximately 10 minutes today figuring out that the way that you figure out the number of candies to sell is you take the yeah. amount of money you want and divide it by the cost. Totally. So, yeah, yes. It, <laughs> uh, it reminded me that I have not done a real math for like six years or maybe Neither more I. I, so. mean, I didn't even notice that this was wrong so <laughs> yes you know it's that's fine where i'm at yeah um the so to ensure that there's a plot for this episode um there's suddenly not enough money to go to nationals um yep that's it like ta-da yes that's it and will is proposing that they sell pieces of taffy at 25 cents a piece yes he obviously doesn't understand late stage capitalism or how money works really yes um Uh, yeah it's it's a total clusterfuck and the students are like yeah this is bad this is a bad idea it's not gonna work santana also uh talks about her like being slushied yes because Glee Club cred is still down, I guess. <laughs> Quinn also uh, agrees, talks about where the cheer, like asks where the Cheerios money is, because if you recall, Will had an interview with Katie Couric yes. where he <laughs> apparently got all the Cheerios money, but he did not. It's gone because it was an <laughs> overseas account. Yes, yeah, yeah, in the Cayman Islands. Um, so the this show is <laughs> bullshit. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's it's dumb like the so but the fun thing is here's the other plot this episode as they're all complaining about the fact that glee glee's cred is in the trash um yeah mike gets up and i put in quotes throws a fit because we've never seen mike really do much emotional stuff um yeah but this is the first the most emotional thing he's done is like comfort tina yes when she's cried in front of everyone (laughs) Well, yeah, and so this time he throws a fit because he's tired of listening to the other Glee Club people talk about how their life sucks because yeah. really his life sucks because he is on a less popular team than Glee, the Brainiacs. Yes, the Brainiacs. <laughs> um, they were yeah. on the Smarty Pants show, Yes, which is hosted by Rod Remington. Of course. If you recall, he is the co-anchor of the local news program Uh, i I wonder if it's owned by sinclair it probably is it's in ohio yeah uh and Brittany pulled through for this for this uh brainiacs team yes because uh they had like a fourth person other than tina Artie, and mike uh, who had rubella so they subbed in Brittany. yes and she actually became a ringer because she Knew all the cat diseases, and that was yes. a category for some reason. <laughs> yes. Um, that is her sort of alien fixation, is cats. It is very elf-like. That's true. Honestly. Yeah. 
I is mean, Britney an ALF? I, I told you, I, I am not convinced <laughs> that Britney is not ALF. Um, well, see, the, the best part is we haven't really gotten to the real core of Britney's character yet when we get no, to see her. No, we haven't. Her... Fondue for two. Yes. <laughs> um, but before we've got... This is our first hint, I think, because I don't think we've really known yeah. much about Britney's cat fixation before right now um but, but we find out a lot about it in yes. just this little sequence because she's able to rattle off all the cat diseases but according to the wikipedia page uh there is an inaccuracy she cites that like feline aids yes started at a at a certain date in calcutta and the wikipedia page told me that was wrong that okay. it was actually started somewhere else at a different time well so. Okay. I mean, cool. <laughs> I, I really, yes, I was trying to get my factual information from Glee. I feel so betrayed. Oh, no. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, there's well, a fun... Well, they did math wrong, and then they did cat diseases wrong. How can we trust them? There's a fun moment when uh, we find out that these four members are on the Brainiacs where Will is really offensive and is like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I understand part. you guys and, like, motions to Artie, Tina, and Mike being on the team, but not Brittany. Um, Someone says something about it. Who yeah. is it? Puck, is it Santana? Puck calls him out. It's and Puck. it's like, yeah, because yeah, the Puck's two of like, them are Asian. Is it because they're Asian and he wears glasses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I mean, Will that's not does surprising. not confirm or deny no. that. Also, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, and uh, the other fun joke when we were watching them on the Smarty Pants show is that the final question—it comes down to a yes. tiebreaker. The final question's category is quote white rappers, and Artie gets very and excited. It, yeah, it zooms in on Artie's face, and he nods a little bit, and it's like, yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> You're obsessed with them. Then we find out from Tina, uh, back in the choir room, back in the present uh, present time, that it's going to be $250 for their Detroit trip. Uh, Rachel's like, why don't you just have your parents pay for it? And the Brainiacs are like, well, for one, Rachel Berry, check your fucking privilege and be quiet for (laughs) one second. Um, And then they talk about how they're a school club the school should pay for it which i agree you know like yes. it's an academic club also which yes. is well, you they, know yeah. schooly sue well sue has complained in the past that the school puts too much money into academics but apparently that's not true either um no <laughs> but yeah uh i mean you have to excuse rachel she was grown in a lab her dads obviously have a lot of money um so yes Will offers that Glee will sell more taffy to also cover the Brainiacs funds because apparently that's how this works. It's kind of well, kind of like a Patreon where it's like Will. Near the beginning is- of the scene, Will cites that when he went to nationals as a choir kid, they did sell their way with right. taffy. Yes, but it was also you 1962. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, he does reference the fact that they it, they would push it like crack, which Lauren Zeises has like a facial reaction. So I was like, "That's good. That that is appropriate for what he just said because it's not yeah. great." What he it said wasn't, wasn't a cool good. thing to say at all. At Ooh. all, uh, there is the then there's the Glee title card. Yes. Next is a meeting of the self titled League of Doom, right. rather, or rather Legion, League or Legion of doom it has dustin goolsby yes if you'll recall he is the coach of vocal adrenaline and he wears leather jackets 
and is average looking. Yes. Then there's Sandy Ryerson. He is the former choir teacher of McKinley who was forced out because of sexual assault allegations, yes. I guess. Or like it was never clearly specified. Yeah. But Rachel definitely like ratted on him. I don't think there were any charges pressed. No. But we never saw uh, the he's... student either. Yeah. Yeah. It, it... Well we we see we see like a boy singing in right. the pilot and... with Sandy and Sandy like touches his belly. It's weird. Yes. <laughs> um but but let, we'll come back to that in just a second. The the last and member then of our Terry. Lead, yeah, is Terry, <laughs> who is identified by Sue as a quote shrew, um, which is cool. Yeah, and then Sandy self identifies as a quote predatory gay, which yeah. all of this is just really bad. I just don't like any of this. I don't think. Um, I don't think I like it either. Um, <laughs> Sue has gathered these people here because she needs. A group of henchmen, basically. She titles that she gives them each a name. Yes. Sandy is the Pink Dagger. Terry is the Honey Badger, which, if you recall, is a reference to a meme from 2004. <laughs> Thanks, Ian Brennan. And Sergeant Handsome is, uh, well, Dustin Goolsby is Sergeant Handsome. Yes. Uh, I prefer to just call him sergeant handsome because honestly that name is less ridiculous <laughs> like, like and i feel like you could have gotten something really clever with the last name goolsby yeah. like name him like the sure. the ghoster or something but yeah. no no of course not well ghosting wasn't really a thing in 2011 that's I think. true yeah oh well but yeah and sue, uh, and sue... sue titles herself is it general zod yes it... that's exactly Z-O-D? what it is od yes According to my subtitles, at least, it was General Zod. Um, yeah. She passes out beepers to all of them. Yes. After giving them sort of a rousing speech about being evil and destroying the Glee Club from within. Yes. Yeah. It's a strange scene. Um, but I do approve of all of these villains sort of coming together in a whimsical fashion. I'm not yes. mad at it. No, really. I mean, Maggie, without... I can't even think of one right now. Without the <laughs> League of Eagle, why would the Justice League exist, you know? Exactly. Uh I mean uh what's the what's the League of e- like the le- the League of Evil Villains in SpongeBob? Lemons? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. I there's also the one in the Powerpuff Girls where like yeah. Momo and him team up or something. And him yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's weird. Um, they're going to destroy Glee Club, not, of course. I'm, I'm not honestly mad. not mad at it, though. Like, yeah. it's fine. Uh, and giving them supervillain names makes all this villainy seem even more cartoonish. Yes. Which is to its benefit. Well, and the next scene is yeah. what? Sam well, I was going to say, I'm happy to see Terry is back. Because honestly, I love Terry. Oh, yeah, Terry. for sure. Like- She's- <laughs> she is looking also very tan yes. in this scene. Did you notice that? Yes. She is sort of the same all over dark beige. Well, and she's also wearing a trench coat that is like the yeah. same color as her skin. And I'm not convinced she's wearing clothes underneath, to be quite honest. Um, sure. She yeah. showed up at this at this meeting where I guess Sue texted her. I, I have I, no idea. She <laughs> showed up at this meeting wearing just a trench coat because that's how she rolls these days (laughs) anyway let's move on um the next scene is will and holly at will's apartment they're having a pizza date yes uh 
Holly talks about how she's still a rolling stone when Will tries to set up their next date before they even start eating. Uh, and this is when then Will brings up his terrible taffy idea. Holly's yes. like, this idea is terrible. You should do something else. I suggest a benefit night where you, you and you call it a night of neglect. Yes. And it's like, okay, sure. Yes. Well, honestly, this is the reason I love Holly Holiday because when we're like, Will's ideas are stupid and dumb. It's so nice to have a character just to his face be like, your idea is stupid and dumb. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're on a night of neglect, which we find out that the hook of this uh, benefit is that all of the songs will be by, quote, neglected artists, whatever yeah, that means. Yeah, because we transition um, right from this date to Will explaining this thing to the Glee Club. And Rachel's like, can you, ex- can you define what you mean by neglected artist? And Will does, and she's like, oh, like me, I'm a neglected artist. And everyone else is just like, ugh, Rachel. Well, yeah, Will Will retorts with, no, like all of us, Rachel. <laughs> but, um... Whatever. Yeah, it's... So, Glee at first seems a little skeptical, but then they all seem to kind of just get on board, mostly because I think they, they're excited not to sell taffy. Um... So, the next scene is the League of Doom setting off on their individual missions. Sergeant Handsome is getting his uh, his call. He yes. is going to be... Because uh, they're walking in the, like the McKinley hallway. Yes. So, Sergeant Handsome is just there, I guess. Yep. Even though he does have a glee club to coach like of his own, whatever. Well, Maggie, Sue beeped him to be like, be in the hallway. Oh, of course. Call me, beep me when you want to reach me. Call me by your beeper. <laughs> Holly, uh, he's he's going to be seducing Holly away from Will. Yes. That is his task. Pink Dagger all, is also here, even though he's surely not allowed on high school campuses. <laughs> or any yeah, or any school campuses, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sue tells him that he is going to sponsor a new club, which turns out to be the Heckling Club, yep. which features Becky, Jacob Ben Israel, and Azimio. Yep. Our best bullies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like It's sort of a gathering of all the villains in this episode, huh? That's fun. Well, Karofsky's on his own still, so I don't know if that really counts. And he, I mean, but he's in the episode. That's so. true. That's a very good point. Uh, who else is a villain in Glee? No, we don't have time for Will. that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Blaine, but um, he is also in this <laughs> Blaine, episode. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, so from there, we move to the hallway. Glee Club is walking down. Tina tells us she's going to do a song by Leaky Lee. And you definitely know who that is because, yep. Um, yeah. Well, she explains that uh, she's a mixture of Bjork and Florence and the Machine. <laughs> yes, but I'm... not wrong, I guess. Yeah, well, but the thing is, this came out in 2011. And like, yeah. I still, like, I, this is the only place I've ever heard a Leaky Lee song. I can guarantee I've heard the song, like, outside of Glee, but that's also because I worked at, like, a college radio station. So I heard, you know. Fair enough. Yep, yep. You heard lots of stuff. The indie shit. (laughs) Anyway, um, Mike is going to dance, surprisingly. Which is great. I'm looking forward to that, (laughs) Um, obviously, because Mike dancing at any moment is great. That's true. Mercedes then joins in. She She says she's going to sing Aretha Franklin, even though she did sing respect for her audition yes aretha franklin has gotten none since then so she's gonna she, revive yeah. aretha a lot and of, then rachel yeah, yeah. rachel b berry 
Yes. Rachel B. Berry is going to sing Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. And everyone's like, oh, hold on. You. That's oh Celine Dion. She's not neglected. Uh, and Rachel's like, well, no, I'm the neglected one. Yeah. Well, that's So that's the best part is like this. It's funny because this kind of goes, this kind of shows us like the four different like quote neglects that we're going to focus on sure leaky lee who is a legitimately neglected artist mike sure. who counts his dancing as neglected which i think is fair I, I, this show is about singing that. yeah um mercedes whose neglected artist is a an artist that is well known and popular they just don't the queen sing of her. soul yeah they just don't as... sing her on glee because they're racist and rachel who literally is just singing the most popular song on earth like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes um so from there, uh, we get we cut into uh, the auditorium, I think, because Sunshine yes, Corazon because Sunshine Corazon from uh, the beginning of this season. Le- let's go over who Sunshine is. She sure. is the small child who Rachel sent to a crack house. Yep. At the threat of Sunshine being even marginally better than her. Yep. And uh, then Sunshine got poached by Vocal Adrenaline. Yep. I think they gave her and her mom, like, green cards. Yes, and also a condo, I think, um, which is pretty good deal. Sunshine is here because she wants to support the Night of Neglect. She yes. has 600 Twitter Twitter followers uh, who she can, you know, bring to the auditorium at McKinley, make them pay out. Yep. And she wants to sing All By Myself, <laughs> which is supposed to be... she like She's like, it's the most... So it's the song about neglect. And it's like okay, yeah. Well, is it? Well, what's funny about it is she also she has a similar ne- like type of neglect as what we've been seeing from Rachel, where she has a big yes. speech where she talks about how it's lonely at the top because she is so yeah. much better than everyone else that she's just the part. You know, uh, yeah, the part where she talks about how short she is and that like walking through <laughs> normal people's like walking through a forest all by herself is rather poetic. I like yes. it. Yes, um, but yeah. So then, but it, it does yeah. seem sort of out of place in Sunshine speech, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. But from there, we get uh, Sunshine singing all by myself. Um, I made well a, before well, that. Yeah. Uh, Rachel is is pretty reluctant to let Sunshine do anything, right? And then Puck says, "Quote: You owe her, Rachel. You sent her to a frickin' crack house." <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny how like this really terrible thing Rachel did is just kind of the butt of a joke now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was a crime. Yes. She did a crime. <laughs> she did a crime, and she didn't pay for the crime. Ugh. Anyway, let's let's move. So, Sunshine is singing all by myself. Um, I made a note yep. that I still like Emma's cover, um, but I this like is, Emma's cover better also. <laughs> this this is still really good, though. Like, this is a very good it's performance. Um, it, it's pretty fun. It's okay. Here's the thing about this episode is all three. Well, there are there are there four numbers. Um, if you count, all the numbers, yeah, yeah, go for all it. the numbers are sung on a stage on a stationary mic yep. by one person. Yep. Yeah, it's this is a very um, how to put it filler episode where they sure. wanted to yeah. pack a couple iTunes singles in, so they did totally. Yeah. There is like so little plot in this episode, yes. honestly. Yep. So little actually happens. Yeah, it's a little offensive. And what offensive, does happen honestly. is bad. 
Yeah. What does happen is really bad, actually. Yes. Let's get into it. So yes. the song is over. Sunshine it has been accepted. She's going to sing the last spot well, in the show. So that's, we yeah. see. Well, we see the New Directions talking about this. Right. um, Because Rachel is still pretty reluctant, but she gets overruled. uh, Yes. And Rachel, like, unanimously changes the set list so that she is, she who was going to be last, Rachel, is now replaced with Sunshine. So Mercedes is bumped to the middle spot. Yes. Um yeah, she, she she even like kind of tries to turn it on Mercedes a little bit to be like, well, you know, if you if we let her do it, then you won't get to sing last. And Mercedes is like, yeah, like, but she's good, and we need the people to come pay us money. And Rachel's like, well, yeah. I guess you're gonna be in the middle now. And it's like, I mean, I don't. Okay, this there's a lot of stuff that might be racist in this yes. episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to say that. I don't think that's what this is. I think Rachel's no. just selfish. Yes, I um, agree. <laughs> I think Rachel's also not, selfish. Yes. It's not racism. Ra- Rachel just only cares about herself. Right. In that, so it's racist in that anyone who isn't Rachel Berry is worse than <laughs> well, Rachel Berry. It's really similar, actually, to the pilot of this season. Or not pilot, sorry. The first episode of this season where yeah. she tried to turn Kurt and Mercedes against Sunshine with her by being like, well... If Sunshine's here, then, like, you guys won't get any solos at all because I'm going to get the second most solos, but you guys won't get any. <laughs> and it's like... Rachel. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she gets overruled, but there is uh, that moment where Mercedes kind of capitulates a little bit. She does. And Lauren sees her do this. Yes. Um, Which is so important the for this. Scene. Yeah, next scene. This next scene, Mercedes is in the library and Lauren comes up to her and starts talking to her about how Mercedes doesn't deserve to take the back seat and uh, how she needs to demand respect, just like Aretha. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really Lauren's tirade is less like, you're great, and more like, hey, stop being a pushover. Yeah. But that is Lauren's style. Yeah, I mean, so... My note is that this literally makes no sense and has no place here because yeah. we have no, there's no reason for Lauren to be doing this. Like no. Lauren just literally just kind of like you, like she kind of bullies Mercedes a little bit at the beginning of the scene a where she's, bit. she's like, Hey, you're a pushover. Can I take advantage of you? Cause you let everyone else walk on you. And then Mercedes is like, is... what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. You've cracked this wide open. Cause that is exactly what she does. Yeah. Because then she's like, I'm going to be your manager now. Right. And Mercedes no, is yeah. like, when did I hire you to do this? And yeah. then Lauren says something about how, oh, you hired me when you decided to give me 15% of whatever we make. Yes. And Mercedes is just like, yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, how, how did that convince you? Lauren was just like, I'm your manager. You're going to yeah. give me money. And Mercedes is like, yes. Well, okay. I, yeah. Part of this, too, is that the reason we get to this point is because Lauren is like, well, Mariah Carey does crazy, ridiculous bullshit. And, like, yeah. so does J-Lo. And it's like, okay. And then Mercedes is like, those requests are ridiculous and stupid and terrible. And Lauren is like, well, we should make those requests. And Mercedes is like, okay. Like, what? I think it. I think Mercedes sees this as an opportunity to, like, teach Rachel and all the white kids on Glee Club a lesson. Right. Which it 
Which it c- could be. It sort yes. of is. <laughs> well, except it's... But Lauren is just literally, like, pushing her around. Like... And there's no money to be made here. Is no. the thing. Like, Lauren is like, oh, I'll get a percentage of whatever we make. And it's like, this is a night of neglect benefit for you to go to nationals. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to get to what they're talking about, unfortunately. <laughs> but for now, let's let's move to another offensive scene. Um, oh, it's bad. And it, thank God it's short. Yes. So Emma is cleaning the counter in the teacher's lounge, like, really obsessively. She's yeah. sort of She's using a really toothbrush. in there. Yeah. Uh, And Will comes in and is like, you know, I hear OCD symptoms can be aggravated by trauma. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Emma's just like, yes, Carl left me. Yes. So. Yeah. And, of course, Will also probes into whether or not Emma still got that V card because he's a creepy, gross Uh, person. It's gross. Um, But, yeah. So he pretends to be a therapist. Emma is obviously, like, really in a bad place is part yeah, of it. Yeah, like, she's in a bad place. She t- she says uh, something along the lines of, when is it, Are you, when are you old enough to look on back on your life with only regret? That's And it's just like, bonkers, dude. Like, also, because uh, right after that, she's like, is 32 old enough? And it's like, that's crazy. Like, you can't, like, she needs, yeah. she literally, she needs to go to a real therapist. I don't know why a we real- haven't gotten to that yet. Like, a real therapist. Not Will. Please. Not Will. Not Sue. <laughs> but yes. Um, it's it's terrible. And they still, they keep, we talked about it last, a uh, couple episodes ago, whenever they sang Afternoon Delight, yeah. we talked about how them conflating Emma's apparent asexuality with her mental illness is not chill. No. Like, it's, it's not yeah. a cool thing to do, Glee. It's bad. Yes. And I mean, it's just... Overall, I think that I really liked Emma in the first season. This season, yeah. I haven't been as big a fan, but I think that's mostly been because she's kind of like the, like, she's, she's kind a of straw man yeah. in a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't make sense. No, and because it's not like Emma was like a it. Yeah, her motivations and stuff seem really confused this yeah. season. It it it's not the Emma from the first season at all. No, really. Well, and I think part of it is that so in the first season we had Sue to be the like antagonist for pretty much everything, but in the second season yeah. they decided to explore some avenues where they're like Sue doesn't make sense as a villain for this, like like the religion thing. They're like Sue doesn't make sense as being like super religious because she literally like runs around and like hits people. Um, yeah. So we need to find someone else to oppose this. So they're like, why not Emma? And it's like Sue, or it's like and then they talk about sex stuff, and it's like Sue doesn't really like Sue makes jokes about how she has sex with like random people all the time. So like, yeah, she can't be the antagonist for that either. So why not Emma? And it's like stop just stop hey yes hey stop hey stop doing that yeah um that's enough out of you there uh there's a moment Emma talks about how she wishes she had control of her ocd symptoms more and that she thought she would by this point in her life yeah and will thankfully doesn't really say much yeah At, at this point he just sits down and starts polishing her grapes yeah which, Which is not a euphemism. No. And uh, <laughs> Holly sees uh, this grape polishing yeah. and sharing yes. uh, um, from I, the window wall of the teacher's lounge. For as much as this scene is really offensive, that one little moment where he's like polishing her grapes for her, 
I actually did like that, like the tiniest bit, like that, because honestly, Will's yeah. not telling her what to do. Yeah, he's, he's just, not trying to therapize. He's yeah. just like, hey, let's polish some grapes. Yeah, he 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 sees someone in pain. He sees a way that he can help them, even if it's not something that'll fix their problems. Like, which yeah. I think is his well, thing, he, where he's like tries to. But do he that, shouldn't. But he shouldn't try to fix anyone's problems because Will can't fix anything. He can't, he can't fix, fix his, his own, own problems. Fucking life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but we're in agreement. But it it is a kind of, like, sweet thing that he's doing. And I, I kind of like that. But so Holly does see it through the window, though, um, and kind of pauses and then moves on. Um, the next scene is Flynn talking yes. to Rachel in the hallway. For some reason, Quinn and Finn seem to be running a lot of things around the night of neglect. Yeah, Who they, knows why? They said the they Brainiacs asked Rachel, them to do it, but whatever maybe yeah they come to rachel to appoint her head of talent relations because they've been having trouble with a few of their stars particularly mercedes yes uh yeah mercedes when just doesn't want to give in to mercedes demands basically which are outrageous she wants a big barrel of green m&ms which i think is a mariah carey reference sure and a fresh puppy to dry her hands on yes after she sings well yeah it's sure yeah she also has like a team of humidifiers or something the weird thing is i think lauren is the one who no 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 this in this case mercedes is the one who says all of the things it's it's mercedes making the actual demands but lauren is right behind her sort of backing her up as her muscle yep Uh, and rachel uh Talk, is talking to Flynn because there's like it's like a little interstitial where we see all these demands from Mercedes. Yeah. Then we flash back to the hallway with Flynn and Rachel, and Rachel's like, "Well, stars just want to be heard. They just want to know that you respect them and you're listening to them." Uh, so <sighs> she accepts the the job and is going to do it. Yeah. Great. Next, yeah. we see Holly Ho- Holly Holiday in Wallace Simpson cosplay. Yes. She's explaining. Who Wallace Simpson was. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, so first of all, before we get into like the meat of the scene, I just want to point out the the whiteboards in the back. Holly Holiday seems to have this thing where she either writes lines or like gets people to write lines. We never see anyone doing it. So like in the no. past, we thought she might do it in order to like, you know, the thing for sex the ed. One from, yeah. The one from before was uh, I will not laugh during sex ed yes but this one says christopher columbus did not discover the city of columbus um (laughs) which was a good joke (laughs) but um i just i liked it because i was like on the second watch i was looking i was like wait what does that say and then i was like oh god (laughs) i mean shout out to the set dressers they're always doing a pretty fantastic job honestly yes Yes. so let's talk about wallace simpson yeah, so Wallace Simpson was a Nazi sympathizer who lured uh, a member of Eng- English royalty away from his throne. Uh, there you go. Yes, and she had big hands, so people thought she was a hermaphrodite. Um, but that wasn't true. But that wasn't true. There is a fun so, throwaway joke as yeah. the class leaves. As She, she says, tomorrow we're, uh, tomorrow oh, we're going to do yes. Catherine the Great and her pet stallion Fred. Which I had to like. I was I was watching it with Chris, and so I laughed so hard. I don't know so the background, hard. Sam. Listen, I don't know the background here, but I can assume <laughs> from yes. what is implied. Yes, because... what I have inferred is that 
Catherine the Great was a horse fucker. Is yes, that, <laughs> that is okay, that great. is the that is the rumor that it pervades history. Um. <laughs> great, I'm so glad I was able to gather that just from the very tiny reference that Glee did. It is sort of masterful. Yes, um, I just I thought it was really funny because like, oh my god, like what a yeah. I, I just love Holly Holiday so much, and like, do you think she'd have like two of her students wear? One of those back and front horse costumes. See, I was hoping she'd have one of those like horse heads on a stick, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That she just sort of rides around the classroom. Exactly. Rides around the classroom. Uh Uh-huh. So the the students leave. Class is over. And Sergeant Handsome, Dustin Goolsby, arrives. He's here to seduce Holly Holiday. He's taken a sort of interesting tactic. He's gone for sort of the um like the bio clock. Yes. Uh baby making tactic to seducing someone and Holly's like, "Oh, I see you're trying to seduce me." Like yes. she says that. <laughs> yes. Um and uh it it obviously fails. Uh but yes. not until Will arrives. Um, and threatens to punch Sergeant Handsome. Well, yeah. And so then he's like, he gets on Holly's case. He's like, wow, uh, first you skip out on me on lunch, and then you get hit on by some random dude. <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah, so, she's just like, yeah, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. So my, my favorite thing is the way that the interaction with uh, Goolsby ends is that Goolsby is telling Holly Holiday that Will Schuster has really tiny hands like oh, baby yes. hands <laughs> it, so it's canon now that will schuster uh can't eat big macs because no. his hands are too small <laughs> but yeah so right yes because he threatens to but he, then he threatens to punch goolsby with his small hands um with his small hands Wow. But, yeah, he he kind of the thing is Will kind of goes into like a jealous rage at this point um and yeah, is like accusing her. And then so the fun thing he is he yells about how he's not the jealous type. Exactly. As he is being <laughs> extremely possessive. <laughs> That's my favorite part. It's like cuz Holly is like, "Well, like I saw you at lunch and it looked like you were on a pretty good time and like that guy was hitting on me. I didn't do anything. I'm not the jealous type." And Will's like, "I'm not the jealous type either." And I'm like, you just jumped down her throat. Like, yeah. stop. <laughs> He's terrible. He is like, you know what? We need to solve our problems. Let's uh, sing about rehearse. that. <laughs> Let, let's, re- let's, do a, let's rehearse our duet for um, the Night of Neglect. And Holly's like, yeah, no, I don't want to sing with you. And yes. I don't really feel like singing. And then they don't mouth kiss, which they did earlier in the episode, but they don't do it this time. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, a real turning point, I think, in their relationship. Like, Will is like, wait, you don't want to sing with me? How right. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's willing to cling to anything, though, because he's literally had one real relationship in his life, so. Yep. Um, the next scene yeah. is in Mercedes' humidifier room. Rachel has set it all up for Mercedes. Uh, it has, I, th- I want to say, like four or five humidifiers in it. Yes. Which is honestly a dream. I would love that so much. And <laughs> and then uh, there's a like, big... Where's my puppy? Yes. Well, there's uh, a big barrel of is... M&Ms in the back, too. Cause... Oh, I didn't I didn't spot the M&Ms. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <Yep. laughs> um, and Puck is off in, like, searching through shelters to find the perfect Pomeranian. Yes. Is the words that Rachel uses. Yeah, they discuss the set list. 
in this humidifier room. Uh, who's going when? Uh, Rachel is still assuming that she's going to go on last, even though she's had to do all these ridiculous things for Mercedes. Yep. It didn't really click that Mercedes is going to be a demanding diva this episode. Right. Um, Whatever. Yeah, so that's that's so Rachel... Well, Mercedes says my last demand is that I perform at the end of the show. And Rachel says, well, that's, that's my spot. Um, you don't understand that's my <laughs> spot. And then Lauren bends over and whispers into Mercedes' ear. And then Lauren gets up and announces what the terms will be. Yeah. I, I don't understand this because they do this multiple times. Mercedes doesn't talk at all throughout this interaction. Lauren just <laughs> says things. Like... <laughs> Like it's such bullshit. <laughs> like, like there, it is it. It's supposed to make it look like they're conferring about things. But, but Lauren, not. Lauren is Lauren literally is the only talking. one talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is she it's, saying? It's not. It's not right. It's not like the way that the scene should should have been blocked. It's wrong. Uh, it, it gets to yeah. So yeah. Lauren demands. Uh, well, she she says that Mercedes has demanded yes that her feet never touch the floor. Uh, oh my god! For the during the day of the performance, yes. And um, what's fun about this is we get some references to mm-hmm. at the time popular culture of people who didn't touch the floor when they went to for, big events. For instance, Gaga going to the Grammys in that giant egg. <laughs> Which, to be fair, they did play it very well. Where Rachel's like, "You want us to carry you in in a giant egg?" <laughs> and Mercedes says yes. <laughs> It's very good. Um, sure. Yes. Then uh, we, I think we flash to the next day. Uh, it's it's either the next day or it's that night. Um, or it's that night. But then yeah. Mercedes would have, whatever. Yeah, it's exactly. Plane it- is at McKinley. <laughs> they are touring. Uh <laughs> But they don't actually go into any classrooms. Well, Kurt's yeah. just like, so there's the, there's the science, there's the Spanish room, and there's the choir room. Here's my favorite part, is this is a tour of the hallway. This it isn't is. a tour of McKinley. This is a tour of the fucking hallway, which is like, nobody wanted this. Like, <laughs> oh, God. It's also probably not right based on, like, the actual layout. Yes. Oh, God. Whatever. But uh, they they get accosted by Crosby. Like, Thanks for... Yeah. Well, Blaine's like, thanks for bringing me here. I love this. And Kurt's just like, yep, totally. I, I love this rustic school that you go to. It's so <laughs> quaint. <laughs> uh, they're, they're out of uh, uni- uh, warbler uniform. Yes. uniform, we should say. Yeah. Karofsky confronts them in the hallway. Um, yeah. He, and Kurt's he says like, why are you stuff. here at the yeah. night of neglect? Karofsky was there because he was pumping iron late at night. Um, okay, we know that he definitely sure. caught wind that Kurt and Blaine were going to be there and thought he might get yeah. a three-way, you know? You think that's his goal right yeah. now? I mean... I don't know. He's he's still so closeted and angry. That doesn't mean he's not a sexual being, Maggie. Sure. There are lots um, of closeted so they, men that have sex with other men still. So they argue with Karofsky. Um Blaine is just like you don't you will never accept the truth and that's why you're so angry <laughs> and <laughs> Kurt's just like go away Karofsky courage is the thing you're worst at or something like that <laughs> that reminds you the fucking oh god that yeah, reminds the you the texting yes oh thank god callbacks Santana, or whatever Santana 
Santana arrives to sort of complete the the gay trio. the full gay yeah. scene um, yes. because all, it's all the gay characters in one scene. Yes. Here they are. Uh, well, if we don't count Brittany, um, who's well, I guess Brittany's like a bi alien. She's just <laughs> yeah. sort of just kind of you know living it, just living yeah. it. Yeah, Brittany doesn't ascribe to any sort of label. Um, no, and if we don't count Rachel, who is who is definitely not straight. Well, Maggie, it's hard to be straight when your computer programming tells you sex isn't <laughs> yeah. for you. You're you're getting yeah. Tonys. Um, That's right. But yeah, so Santana. Santana, she <laughs> arrives to protect Clayne, basically. Yes. yes. Uh, and they're just like, we don't need you to. We don't need you to protect us. And Santana's like, I have razor blades in my hair. And <laughs> Karofsky gets scared off. Well, yeah. So it's played off that because. Um, Santana got slushied by early, or earlier by by Karofsky specifically, yeah. so she's taking Karofsky this as kind himself. of a vengeance um, thing. It's cool to see how Glee um, reworks the white knight trope to be a lesbian yeah. saving gay men from another gay man. Uh, well, it's That's nice, just, though. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's nice to see Santana <laughs> yes. be nice to people. Oh, I true. like that. Yeah. Yes, I because agree. Because it's a subversion of her normal character that doesn't feel dishonest. No. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, so she I scares mean, if them off. going to be nice to anyone, it's going to be two gay kids. Come on. True. Uh, but she scares them off, and then she looks at her phone and says, oh, crap, um, and runs off. And then we move immediately yep. to the choir room, which has been turned into some kind of green roomy-esque monstrosity yes. with big lighted mirrors um and santana announces we- that sunshine canceled yep. her singing thing on twitter so none of her followers are coming yeah sunshine has completely bailed which we think might be because uh back in the wallace Sim- simpson scene yeah when sergeant handsome was talking to holly holiday holly did spill the beans yes um, thanking thanking him about sunshine so maybe that's why she's not performing anymore but there's not really any clear indication yeah uh finn is like hey the show's gotta go all over the place oh my god who doesn't fucking know the phrase the show must go on and where the fuck do you get that like that's not even like sure i'm pretty sure finn has said the words the show must go on before yeah and also like that's not even like a good fun google translate silly no. meme you know like it's literally like i looked in it's the not a good meme i looked in the i looked in the dictionary and then i found the synonyms for go on and then i looked at those word synonyms and then i threw that in the <laughs> fire and i just picked six words that were just bullshit like yeah it's not it's stupid it's stupid i hate it so they're gonna they're gonna sing anyway yes uh despite sunshine bailing uh, let's Tina's talk- up first. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Tina about is singing. up first. Yes. Tina's up first. She's singing I Follow Rivers. Yes. Uh, which which is, is a good song. You've yeah. definitely heard it in a car commercial once, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, she gets massively heckled. Yes. Which, okay. Can we talk about how they never how let Tina, Tina has sing? not been allowed? Yes. Yeah. This is to bullshit. Sing ever? Yeah. Uh, she she breaks terrible. down. She breaks down during My Funny Valentine. Will stops her during maria like what is this like how is this a thing it's so both like and so the only time that we get to hear tina is when she's singing with someone else yeah usually mercedes 
I mean, because yeah. they're not white, so they they have to sing together. I guess it's just ah! it's just the thing is like no other character ever gets cut off like this. You know what I mean? It's true. And is it because they think Tina looks good when she's having a breakdown or something? Because here's the thing: the he- the case. The heckling club is there. They're the, the only people in the audience besides Curtin. Excuse me, Curtin Blaine. Um, yeah, and then so that's Sandy, Azimio, Becky, and Jacob Ben Israel. Yes, and they essentially make her cry. Like they, they essentially, there's like a weird kind of like cinematography fun thing where it's like the stage kind of goes blurry and like sways around a bit because Tina's having a make like a breakdown, and then it cuts. She to is her. crying on stage, and, and yeah, and then it cuts to her having like a full like crying. Mike comforting her as we see literally every time in the back with everyone else being like this is stupid um yeah and instead of comforting her or being nice will is like this is an experience yeah. he that tells you the, need yeah he's like you need to buck up which i was like fuck you yeah he's <laughs> like, like this is a part of being a star is getting yelled at by your peers well, and yeah, and, he, and yeah. he he just lets Tina cry. He's like, "Well, we gotta we gotta put on the next person, even though there's these terrible kids who I could definitely stop them from doing what they're doing because well, we already have their money." Yeah, so he claims that he's like, "This is good practice for nationals," and it's like, how? Why would the nationals audience somebody yeah. who's, go- who's going to see show choir nationals? Why would any of those people be heckling anyone? Yeah. What? He, he makes it sound like vocal adrenaline might heckle them. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, you can because say whatever you want about them, winners. but they're professionals. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's sort of their vibe is that they're professional automatons who don't show any emotion. Yeah, like, exactly. What are you- what are you talking about, Will? What are you talking about? You're talking about nothing. This he's, is nothing. He's racist and he likes seeing Tina cry, Maggie. That's literally all I it's can say true. for this. Um, my, Quinn uh, oh, yeah. has a brilliant plan to stop the hecklers, however. She grabs all the taffy that they're supposed to sell for 25 cents a piece and brings it out to the hecklers and passes out candy, being like, don't forget to vote for Quinn for prom queen. Yep. Uh, <laughs> then we see Mike Chang, the dance god, take on a jack johnson song yeah well and you know, the hecklers it's, it's can't heckle because their mouths are all gummed up with taffy yeah how clever um so yeah so mike dances to bubble toes um it's a good like yes. so we we've talked about in the past mike has a really good like comedic body humor that comes across really yes, well when he's dancing for sure this is this is this is very reminiscent of the performance that he and Will did um, when Will was having the fever dream when he was sick with the, when yep. they did um, uh, make him laugh make him laugh um, and it's really good like it's a really good performance. Um, There's a part where he yeah. dances with a mop that's wearing um, a robe like yes. a silky robe, and it's I mean it's still it's a definitely like sort of hokey prop, but he pulls it off great and. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of good moves. Uh, he works on like a minimal stage and he wears all black and he looks great. He's Mike Chang. Yes. Um, and so then there you uh, go. we <laughs> cut to the, yeah, we cut backstage. Um, we're in the choir room. Uh, we're concerned because while, again. while Mike's performance was uh, 
gracefully not interrupted by heckling. Um, they're running out of saltwater taffy. And also, I think the heckling club is onto their scheme, probably. Um, Something like that. But yeah. it, they just know it's not going to work for the next number. And right. Mercedes is refusing to go on. Yes. Those are the two big problems. So we flash to the library where Holly has gathered the hecklers uh, at intermission. And they're talking about how being mean is a negative influence on the world. Uh, <laughs> well, Azimio admits that he is like an NCIS super fan. Yes. Uh, and then he does most of his bullying online yes. under the uh, the names NCI, uh, NCI sucks and NCI stupid. Yep. Which are both great. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so here's the, I, I wrote down the grandstanding moral um, that the show was trying to point out, um, which is, Technology has allowed us to be brutally cruel without suffering any consequences. Um, yeah. Holly yeah. phrases it as a culture of insults. Yeah. And she urges the hecklers to lift up the world and turns their turn their barbs into roses. Yes. Um, she also tells us about how she sent angry letters to Debbie Reynolds for like yeah. three years. And then Debbie Reynolds wrote back it, and said that she had I don't had think it was alopecia. Debbie Reynolds. I think it was Debbie Gibson? No, it is Debbie Gibson. My bad. You're right. Okay. But cool. yeah, but Debbie Gibson because wrote De- back because, and said she had alopecia. Because Debbie Reynolds is like an actual um, star. You know, yeah. the star. <laughs> Debbie Gibson is just a reference that just, it, because no one, the, the target demographic for this show doesn't know who that is, so it just comes off like a joke instead right. of a Instead of really, being really mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, so she, like you were saying, she advises them to all lift up the world rather than shit on it, and they decide uh, we're just gonna that leave. They, <laughs> yeah, they they're just gonna go. They don't really want to make the world a better place. And hey, they've already paid their money to get in, so exactly. let them leave. Who gives a shit? The next scene is proof that Ian Brennan has a weird fixation girl in car fetish yeah um yeah we're in the parking lot mercedes is in her car um but it is raining and rachel is outside of her car banging on the window saying please let me in it is raining um we have seen this exact scene a lot four times okay yeah yeah so there's the there's the idina menzel and jesse scene there's, where Jesse is the wet one. That going then, even farther back, there's Quinn and Terry because Quinn and Terry, and there's also with the prenatal vitamins and yes. stuff. And there's also Emma by herself, crying um, in the car. Yeah, when she's wet. Also, yes. Listen, I'm pretty sure all those scenes are written by Ian Brennan. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, think about it. It's the perfect way to establish that these two characters have to talk to each other. Um, yeah. Without having to necessarily do anything because they have to be because in the car because it's wet outside. They're trapped in the car because of the rain. Yeah. And they're not driving anywhere. So, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like if you. I think it's. If you've I mean, watched it off clean, you've seen it. Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting scene to do. Like, it's not really a. It, it's a place where people do talk to each other. That's true. You know? It's Front better seats of cars, but doing it four times is weird. It's yeah. weird. It's better than the toothbrushing talks that oh, Will yeah. and Terry would have. Um, but like, well, not much. toothbrushing talks happens in a lot of shows though, because they That's need true. to give characters something to do with their hands, right? 
So. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Mercedes and Rachel are in the car. Um, Mercedes tells Rachel that she feels like she doesn't get appreciated. Um, the big, I feel like the big question of the scene is verbatim. Here's a verbatim quote from Mercedes. Why are you a bigger star than me? Yeah. She says that to Rachel and Rachel said at first says she doesn't know. Right. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, the answer to that is racism. racism. Like yes. the, the reason why Mercedes isn't the star of the show. the show Glee is because of racism. Yes. And the reason why, uh, she's a star in fiction is probably also because of racism. Right. Like that's, yeah, no, it's, it, that's the way it is. That, that's part of it. Is, I think it's, there's obviously that it's weird because they don't address that at all in this yeah. scene. Does but it, like, is, do you think it's our 2018 perspective that's like telling us this, or is it really apparent that that's the answer to this question? And they're just not saying when the it? show came out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, are they just beating around the bush? Like, are they just not saying racism because it's like a dirty word or something? Like, what's like, the? I don't know. the The thing about it is that I feel like even in 2011. Well, no. Yeah. You know what? President Obama had been president for two years, so racism mm-hmm. was dead. Yeah, um, racism was over. So, I yeah, I mean, I think 2018 has made it much easier for us to say, no, this is definitely a symptom of sure. racism. Um, but I think in 2011, we, like at least the age group that this was marketed towards had the rosy glass, like the rosy rose-colored glasses you know of like oh yeah racism is over we've been told that racism is dead because we elected a black president which was not true and unfortunately it's just uh rachel so instead of talking about racism rachel talks about how because mercedes is like we're i'm a better singer than you and people like me more and rachel's just like yeah both of those things are sort of true i am amazing though uh (laughs) because she yeah. She t- points out how she doesn't care about being liked. Yeah. She'd rather be a star than be liked. But I would say that being a star does have a certain degree of people liking you. Yeah. No, there's definitely... It, because that's sort of the way that you become a star. Yeah. No, there's definitely a like networking aspect to stardom that I don't think Rachel has accounted for. Because she doesn't understand well, I, human I'm, interaction. Which we definitely find out come pre-New York and New York days. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about that because I don't understand actually anything of what you just said. And I don't want to, but I'm I'm sure I'll get there. Did um, you did you notice how Rachel wasn't all that wet in this yeah. scene? Do you think it's because her robot shorts would have, her robot like a uh, wiring would have shorted out? No, Maggie, it's a, it's a natural defense mechanism. In order to prevent that, oh, sure. her body just generates she, extra heat she to evaporate the water. Yeah. <laughs> She wicks out all moisture. Yes. Um, yeah. So the thing here is that Rachel is like, you need to just be more confident, which I, I fucking hate this plot line that they've done to Mercedes multiple times. <laughs> yes. Where Mercedes seems confident in herself. Right. Like she's just like, yeah, I am great. Um, so well, that's yeah. cool I, or whatever. And then everyone around her is like, you need to stand up for yourself. Don't you realize that you're not you're not doing enough? And it's just like, hey, fucking chill out. Well, and leave honest- Mercedes alone. Honestly, I feel like that is just like too 
accurate. Like, Glee didn't intend... I don't think Glee intended this. I think Glee is a symptom of the fact that, like, racism and sexism together combine to make this, like, environment where everyone... like, Like, everyone just treats black women a certain way... Yeah. And it's really bad. Like, it's really, really it's, yes. bad. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, the, yeah. they, The way that this show continually disrespects the women of color is fucked up. Yes. It's oh, fucked yeah. up. Oh, yeah. So, the next scene is uh, the pink dagger. Uh, Sandy Ryerson getting yes. antsy in the auditorium. He's like, get the show on the road. I want to get back to yelling at you and then sue drags him off before the number starts it is holly holiday on stage by herself singing adele's turning tables yes um she is this was a really good chance for me to scroll through instagram and play a little bit of animal crossing pocket camp so thanks glee well so yeah so what's fun about this number is um one, it's fun to think about how good this song is, like how how well done the song is, considering the fact that she had literally less than like six hours to put this all together. Yeah, um, because she was gonna sing a duet with Will. Yes, and, mark. and then she decided not to, but she still also managed to find all these children to play string instruments for her. Like, yeah, they're they are surprisingly young. Considering all of They're, like the instrumental players yeah. we see in other places that are very are old. old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes. There's also a whole lot of them. Like at least 15 to 20 people. Yes. And here's what I have to say about it. Is that Gwyneth Paltrow, while a competent singer, I don't think she has the vocal chops to mimic Adele in this way. Sure. Um, the cover is fine, but... But it's like, not... Yeah, it's... We're, like the it's thing, bo- it's boring. Yeah, it's especially visually boring because Holly Holiday just stands there in a black gown, yeah. singing directly to the only person in the audience, which Will. is Will. Yeah, so that's well. It's um, also Clayne is there also, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> who cares? Um, but yeah, so the the other thing about it that I made a note was that the lighting is. I agree, the lighting is does not help until the very end of the song, where like. We go, like, we're, like, underneath Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. and the lights are, like, right up behind her head, and it all turns, like, very, like, dark. Oh, and, yes, like, the silhouette. Yes, and, and, like, the music is, like, hanging on, like, a really uncomfortable chord, so that way it feels, like, we know that there's, like, tension. Yeah. Um, we, which we is fun foreshadowing. Dr- we know there's emotional tension between these two characters now, because she just <laughs> sang at will for two minutes. Yes. Um, but uh. anyway... Then we move to Sue, who is reprimanding Sandy, um, because because her her uh, her group of hecklers that Sandy was supposed to be mining, yes. minding, um, carpooled away, yes, in a car with a license, a vanity plate that says Jufro. Maggie, do you, why do you think Azimio got that license plate? <laughs> 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 oh, it's fun to make fun of Glee for being racist and for, for being anti-Semitic. It's yeah. so great. Because um, Ian Brennan is not Jewish. No. So can he make these jokes? No. Well, and we've uh, talked about it, and I don't know if we've had a chance to really like bring this up when Jacob and yeah. Israel's on the show, but he is like the worst like amalgamation of Jewish stereotypes like of yeah. like... Like and it's just awful. It's terrible. He's also he's also portrayed as a horrible person. Exactly. Like, 
because he's really gross and pervy to Rachel. Yeah. And no, it's like uh, is really invasive on everyone's lives as like a weird reporter guy. Yeah, it, it and kinda... also like jacked off to in the school library. He's very gross. Yes. And then at the same time, he's portrayed as the quote unquote Jewish character right. because he has like the hair and the nose or whatever, which is not even how like that's it's a ridiculous a periodic stereotype that is so fucked up. Yes. It's not cool. No. It's like it's like the showrunners watch The Merchant of Venice but only like the first like yeah 40 minutes and then we're like oh totally every Jewish person <laughs> is like Shylock every Jewish yeah. person is like nope please stop please stop please, right now please stop being so racist all the time glee please <laughs> but yeah so, so to get us out of that um S- sandy tells us that the reason they got away is because one he was in yes. the bathroom like powdering his nose or something which he was definitely smoking weed like yeah he was also coming up with slogans which i think all- is also something he would do while high um yes to be well, the pink for the pink dagger as his alter ego, yes. uh, and he shares one of his little gems with us yes. and with Sue. You just got poked, poked by the dagger. Well, okay, but so the best part about this is the way that the actor delivers this line. He does it with like a slightly like southern accent, like like a like gone with it's, the it's wind, with, like it's with some sort of accent. Well, it sort of comes off a little Britishy, but it does sort of have that Southern Belle kind yes. of vibe too. Yes, it is strange. <laughs> well, so in this case, it just comes off as weird. Later, it comes off as really gross. Uh, so, yeah. In the meantime, well, of course, because his name is Pink Dagger. Yes, God. So, I d- listen, listen, it's phallic. It is okay. Yeah. So the next now, scene yeah. is back in the choir room. New Directions are uh, just talking about how shit everything has gone, basically. (laughs) And they're like, and Mercedes isn't even here. What will we do? Uh, And then Mercedes shows up. And she's like, hey, I'm going to sing. Great. Yeah. She she goes and does it. Yep. She goes and does the ding-dang thing. She sings Ain't No Way by Aretha Franklin, of course. Yep. There is a full choir who backs her up, who I guess we're just waiting in the wings for Mercedes to show up. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's so. What it's do you a, think of the yeah. number? It, it's a full gospel number. Um. It's. I like it. Sandy in the edi- in the audience isn't heckling because he says he loves this song and he sings along a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um. As it's soon as the music really comes good. on, he gets really emotional. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I think it's also because he is completely blazed out of his mind. Oh which yeah. We find out near the end here. Yes. Um. But so. Everyone in Glee goes out to watch her. Why they weren't watching each other before, I don't, don't know. Yeah, why were they just staying in the choir room? Were, were they expecting uh, if, it to be any... like full so they wouldn't be able to? Even then, you probably still should have stood like yeah. in the wings anything, to watch each other. Like, fucking pat out the audience with Glee Club members. Yeah, well, because most of them aren't doing anything. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like four They're of them sing. Around. Four of them sing and one of them dances. And it's like... What are the rest of you doing for this benefit concert? It's supposed to benefit all of us. We're not just going to showcase like three people singing. For fuck's sake. And one of them is fucking Holly Holiday. <laughs> yes. Um, so, <laughs> what is this episode? Yeah. So we can see 
everyone else is in the audience. They're all eating it up. It's a, it's a very good song. Um, very good rendition. Amber Riley is fabulous. Um, Rachel yes. is in the where, wings. Where, oh, yeah. uh, where Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't have the vocal chops to sing Adele on a stage with no sort of frills, Amber Riley does. Like, she yes. is able to sing Aretha Franklin just standing up there belting, yeah. not really doing much else, because she's fantastic. Yes, it's true. So, um, But so we see Rachel in the wings during this performance, and she looks visibly, like, guilty? Or yeah, not? yeah, she also looks at Flynn, because um, yes. I guess we're supposed to feel something about that. <laughs> I don't, so Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, yeah, the gospel choir comes out. It's a big ending it's a very good number everyone kind of gives a big standing ovation and then uh mercedes comes off the stage and is like go get him rachel and rachel's like i can't follow that like i I can't bitch i can't follow that what are you talking about uh which is maybe one of the nicest things that rachel's ever done for mercedes yep that's nice i agree Um, uh the final scene well kind of um well is there a little bit with sandy first no, this. So, what comes first is Holly and Will are talking Holly in the hallway. Um, Holly is breaking up with Will. That's the main gist of this scene because she's going to yeah, go teach French in Cleveland. Yeah, she's moving to Cleveland and dumping Will, which are both, I think, good moves on her part. Yes. She is like, hey, listen, uh, I might settle down one day, but it's not going to be with you because you're in love with Emma. And I. I'm a Rolling Stone, Will Schuster. You heard my song. Well, and also, also she's just like, and also Emma's into you too. Wink. Like, um, yeah. But she also was like, thanks to my therapizing, she's now free. Yeah, for you to date. <laughs> so and it's she... like, are you saying you ruined their marriage? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, but so mm-hmm. one of the fun things about this scene, um, so they're having this conversation and it's in glee yes. typical fashion where it's like shot reverse shot kind of, except we do see like the shoulder of the other person in the frame. Um, <laughs> Ooh, but the thing about slight it, ob- slight obstruction of the frame, but Advanced. but here's the thing. When we yeah. see Gwyneth Paltrow talking, there is nothing behind her. It's pure <laughs> black. It doesn't look yeah. natural. It doesn't look like she's anywhere. Because it looks like she's coming were, out of the void. Like <laughs> They were in the McKinley hallway, but they're not anymore. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like the best part is behind Will, we see McKinley and like we see the hallway and stuff. But behind Holly, there's just nothing. Um, it is lit. Like, <laughs> it's so, so fucking weird. weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> the there's also a part where um, Holly is like, oh, like, we broke our we broke my record five dates and will's like are you counting the one we had in the janitor's closet yesterday and she's like that one was my favorite and i was like ew you fucked yeah. in the janitor's closet you gross gross people um hopefully it was when no kids were in the hallway because otherwise <laughs> well, it's worse i think What's funny about that too is that earlier in the scene she had been talking to oh like yeah the principal the, or someone. Okay, so she she comes out of a janitor's closet at yes. the beginning of this scene, and Will's like, "Oh, what were you doing in that janitor's closet?" <laughs> she was she was taking like a phone call about this Cleveland job. Yeah. Anyway, later in the scene, Will's like, 
did you like what we did in that janitor's closet? But he gestures away from the one she just came out of. I've never seen any so, janitors at this school. I Besides don't either, Will, I but guess. It's all, but it's Will, always impeccable. Will did do the janitor thing for like a week, remember? For like an episode, yeah. yeah. Yes, because that's when he harassed Emma with that chalk. Yes. Um, and we also learned that Emma's OCD stems back to a single experience that she had when her brother pushed her farm. into cow poop um listen i'm oh because it's it wasn't just shit it was like i'm i I, it was from what i remember it was like a it was either a dairy farm or like a slaughterhouse or something and she got pushed into a ditch full of like cow shit and blood and like gross horrible stuff yeah well i mean i don't think i've ever seen i think that kind of trauma could fuck anyone up so I, I I was gonna say I, I don't think I've ever seen her eat meat. Do you, do you think she's ever? Uh, we haven't seen her eat meat. No. Yeah. She maybe she's raw vegan. Maybe. Uh, she does seem to only eat what a marsupial would eat. <laughs> she only um, eats grapes. That's the only listen, thing she is, eats. Listen, is Emma a were marsupial? Is she like a like a a little bush baby? She's yeah. Like the she, big is eyes? she like a were bush baby? <laughs> yes. That would be a. <laughs> Oh, so adorable. And, like, you could put her in your pocket and, like, oh. Yeah. Every full moon, she just eats grapes without polishing them. Oh, gosh. baby. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, this scene ends because Holly, like, traipses off into the darkness. Um, Yeah. She just, she enters into that big black void, uh, which is, I guess, a metaphor for not being on the show. And then. It's a metaphor for death, Maggie. (laughs) <laughs> this is holly holiday's death scene is, is my dad is it d- daddy where did our dog go he just traipsed off into the dark he went into that good night son <laughs> uh the scene and the show ends on a shot of sad will that's well no no he doesn't no, no we have some really stuff cry we have some stuff is, is the show more? is not done yet yeah so then we oh, move fuck, to man because i all i wrote is for the last scene is holly is going to cleveland Oh, no, this is when... Yeah. So I was having a lot of trouble with Hulu today. Like, it was uh, having trouble buffering and stuff. Sure. So I was like, oh, there's only two minutes left in this episode. Fuck, there can't be anything there's, else. There's literally Bye. three more scenes in those two minutes. So I'll, Oh, my God. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll walk us them. through. So um, so first, Sandy goes back into the... or No, sorry. Will goes back into the Glee room to find Sandy okay. talking to the Glee club. Um, Sandy has offered to pay for the Brainiacs trip and also supposedly Nationals, maybe? because he says it's quote a good way to launder drug money which i've always assumed that laundering money meant that you could get it back somehow but apparently not yeah Um, yeah (laughs) usually laundering means that like you're the money is going through some sort of process so that it can become clean (laughs) right and that it can be your money yeah so i don't know how that's supposed to work he he says something about how like aretha franklin like the performance of um Ain't no way has like touched him deep inside. Yeah. And then um as he's leaving, he says his line, the you just got poked. Poked by the dagger. Um, which Yikes. is like everyone in the glee club has a reaction of like, oh God, never again. <laughs> because yeah, like, you know, they just we, all really uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Um, but then we cut to Sue's Legion of Evil meeting. Where um, she's debriefing. Is it 
Is it Legion of Evil? Is it League of Doom? Is it League or Legion? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, that was a that was a Terry impression. But yeah, so Sue debriefs. Um, dagger, the Pink Dagger, and Sergeant Handsome have both failed her. So now it is <laughs> Honey Badger's time. Um, which Terry's is Terry's time. Yeah, I guess a foreshadowing for the plot of next episode. But like, we don't really get much okay. more. Um, and then the last scene is just a cutaway gag where we cut to the Brainiacs competition that they went to the nationals, I guess, or something. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, in Detroit. Yeah. So they, first of all, they give a shout out to the Glee club, cute, whatever. And then, um, there's a tiebreaker question and Rod Remington is also the host for this one. It's exactly the same as the one we saw before. Um, but, uh, the tiebreaker question, lazy, it comes up and it's uh, the topic is hermaphrodite Nazi sympathizers. So it it like ends on a, like a shot sure. of Artie and Britney's faces lighting up, and then like there's like a ding noise to signify, but like the screen goes black before we see it or we hear. Well, it, so. it wouldn't be Wallace Simpson. We learned earlier <laughs> in the episode that those were just rumors. Yes. God. So yes, um, hermaphrodite is not just a word that you no. is. It's not just a joke word. No, it's not like a word that is just supposed to make people laugh. That's no. not. It's also it's not what it is. Glee. Honestly, it is. There's, because it's yeah. it's it's an outdated term. Right. Uh, really, the term should be intersex. Right. Which, which yeah. Eh. Yeah. It's, okay. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, like I said, we really packed it in there at the end. But they really did. Hot damn! Those last two minutes were just packed full of juicy bits. Let's get to the podcast business so that we can pack our last few minutes with the juicy bits. Sure. I always pack everything with juicy bits, if you know what I mean. But mm. podcast business. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold, gold stars, stars are, are a metaphor for, for me being, being a star. star. Cool. Okay. Hey, are you going first this week? I am. So. Okay. Gold stars. Gold I'm, stars. I am going to give my gold star to Santana. Because. Okay. She stood up to Karofsky. Um. And it was cute. She's got all those razor blades in her hair. Yes. Also. Well, she has a line where she's like, Blaine is like, we could have handled that ourselves. And she's like, it was more fun to do it together. And I was like, that's adorable. Um, yeah. So. That that part was really cute. I would agree with you. Okay. So gold stars. Uh, let's talk options. Sure. We got, Holly, we got Holly Holiday. Always a classic. Who, yep. Always a classic. She's not going to be in very many more episodes. Her Wallace Simpson cosplay was pretty good. Yep. Um, her song was fine. Sure. Uh, we could do Sunshine, even though she's only in it for like a second, a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but she does sing um, very well. She does sing. <sighs> I think I'm actually going to give my gold star to Sergeant Handsome. Okay. Dustin Goolsby himself. Week. Okay. No, I'm going to split it between Sergeant Handsome and the Pink Dagger. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, Great. I think that's it. Okay. Um, best number. I chose Ain't No Way because, you know what? Honestly, this episode is slim pickings, so. It is. I'm choosing Bubble Toes. Okay. See, uh, which I, is Mike's dance number. Yeah. So. I was. I was Does it count? I think it does because we've done we did the um, 
we did the single ladies dance back in season one when that was yes, literally yes, the yes, only yes. number in the episode. Um, I think that counts. My thing with it is that like Jack Johnson is fine. I guess I just don't particularly like his music. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do like. I'm I, not the biggest fan of Jack Johnson music either. But the the I dancing mean, the reason is, why I'm picking it is, is the really dancing. Good. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So let's move on to our favorite part, the rating. Um, yep. I am giving this episode four and a half out of five slushies because it's Damn. garbage. Yeah, I'm gonna follow suit and do the same. Okay. Uh, this. Nice. This episode is trash. <laughs> it is full of uh, accidental racist epithets. Yep. And well, just like, there's yeah. no point. There's no <laughs> fucking point. Because they could have they just used the fucking Cheerios money and had the same outcome. Yep. Same outcome. Well, and so, yeah. So that's, the main thing is like, there are some, I originally I was going to give this three and a half, but as we talked about it, I realized that I just really, really hate this episode. Um, it's bad. And, like, it doesn't deserve any praise. The only highlights in this episode are Holly Holiday because yes. literally and she always leaves. a highlight. And then she leaves. Exactly. Um, and then there is something to be said for the gathering of villains. Um, but the problem is that Dustin Goolsby is not great. And, like, the Pink Dagger is also not great so like i think that's part of the joke is that these villains are supposed to be sort of you know lackluster right but i i mean there's not enough i feel like they could have done a lot more like creative yeah exactly around the this stuff too like made them i don't know fucking change the lighting and the teacher's lounge (laughs) so that they're not just like sitting by the light of like one lamp while it's dark outside of McKinley. Like what the fuck? Have them go somewhere else also. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's dumb. Yeah. And then the problem is that like everything else in the episode is really bad. We get like four characters that get mischaracterized. Yeah. We get like, like you're saying a ton of like really dubious racial stuff and some sexist bullshit too. Like just yes. a ton of stuff <laughs> just that is to throw just it in. not good. Also, also, don't forget they mishandle some mental health stuff again. <laughs> so, God damn it! And Glee. there's not even that many songs. No, and they're and all they're the all same. They're all so visually boring because <laughs> they're all just standing on stage. Ah, God and then damn they it! Cut off Tina again. God. Okay, this episode <laughs> is bad. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like, <sighs> I think they could have made the episode better if they did three things focus put more focus on the brainiacs let's see them like uh, quizzing britney or something you know like sure. britney study okay for this brainiacs thing i think that could that could be interesting um more of uh all the gay kids talking more yeah. of that sure i like that um and more of this league of doom stuff uh like yeah, you know, really, ha- really ham it up. Put you on know, like a musical stinger or something. You know what would have been really fun 
if what they did was this episode was Sergeant Handsome's episode, or this episode is the Pink Daggers episode, next episode is sure. Sergeant Handsome's episode, and then the next episode is the Honey Badger episode. Yeah, the Honey like, Badger. Like, if you themed it around each of these, like, villains, and, like... Three three villains before they get to nationals. Exactly. Totally. Like, and that's the, that's the thing a big is, a big boss fight from Sue before they get on the plane to yeah. New York. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing is, I think... Like the part of it is just that like the handsome the sergeant handsome stuff was just throwaway. Like there was no point. Yeah. There was nothing in it that really mattered. And like the pink dagger stuff at least had some point because it was like, oh, Sandy Sandy ends up funding them for their whole their whole trip and stuff. But like I mean, it's just uh Yeah, it's bad. It's just it's It's all just around. really bad. It's very bad. bad. Um so Sorry you had to watch it or or <laughs> Or, You're welcome. If you didn't watch it, you just had us t- tell you it. Yes. Um, um, we saved you from that. Yes. If you want to save us from the eternal void that we are, we'll, we'll surely enter, just like Holly Holiday, hit us up on Facebook at S&M Hakely or Sam and Maggie Hakely. You can search yep. those. Hit us up on Twitter at S&M Hakely. Yep. You can Email us at snmhakely at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, we will include you in our mailbag. Yes. Too, if you have something genius to say, which I'm sure you do because you listen to this podcast, so you're clearly a genius. <laughs> you have to be a genius. You wouldn't get it if you weren't a genius, maybe. We, you know, we people thought we were doing a bad thing when we put that um, that like basic... Uh, skills test with our subscribe button you know can you <laughs> no we're, we're definitely this yeah which one's the elephant you know but hey what's what's the proper passed. way what's the proper way to de- to decide what's the proper mathematical equation for figuring out how many pieces of candy you have to sell <laughs> to make Listen, a certain amount of Sam, money I, I don't want to put that on the test because I won't be able to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, finally, you can, yeah. you can check us out on Patreon also. Yes. If you have a, a buck or two to send our way, we do appreciate it. We're going to be putting that money right back into the show yep. by uh, paying for our hosting fees and little it's b- bits and bobs, yes. that sort of thing. Yep. And uh, yeah, and you never know. Um, I was think- I was listening really? to something today. Um and we like we're probably going to have to talk about this more off of the air but um mm-hmm. i was listening to some stuff like Jesse Thorne of the Max Fun uh like cuz they they've been putting up some like bonus content for the Max Fun drive um i am a donor so hit me up i am too um, but uh the um they put up an episode today where Jesse Thorne put up a speech that he, or like a talk that he did um, at some conference or something where he talked about like Hmm. putting ethics into your creative work. Um, And I was thinking like, if we like, honestly at this point with the Patreon, we're mostly just doing it to recoup hosting fees, you know, help to present potentially if we need to get more equipment, Glee DVDs, whatever. Um, But honestly, like if we make, more than we need i am totally down to donate it to charities um totally patrons Definitely. can help us figure out who and you know what what we want to target maybe so. maybe something to support um like lgbt youth or something like that because yeah. that's what this show Is. was supposed to do yeah so uh, anyway if if that sounds yeah. cool to you and you have an extra dollar or two and you just haven't gotten around to donating yourself consider becoming a patron because you know 
we can do that totally. for you. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, definitely. Also, um, you you will catch some bonus content up there eventually. Like yes. we said, we're going to start recording some episodes of Sam and Maggie like stuff. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, catchy name. We're we going to work on that. <laughs> we don't just hate, hate Glee. Um, we like other stuff yes but in the meantime um next week we're going to cover season two episode 18 with the title born this way Um, (gasps) Ooh, i'm i okay i think this might be where okay let's let's take a look read me the description if you will okay i have to find it Oh, I just write down the title. Um, that's okay. I, I will do it. Um, but I, I believe this is the episode where they sing about. Uh, yeah, they... it's it, it's a part. It's partly a Gaga episode, obviously. Yes, yes. and I think also they. Um, so let's see. Finn accidentally breaks Rachel's nose during dance rehearsals. The campaign to become prom queen heats up between the girls. That's not helpful. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be cooler than that. <laughs> what I remember is there's definitely, they do oh, perform Born the, This Way. Yeah. Here's the, the Hulu description. Are you ready? It's only a single <laughs> sentence. The Glee Club goes gaga for empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> can I get like, can I get like a tattoo that says that? Like, gaga I'm for gaga empowerment. For empowerment. Fuck. Okay, okay, I'm excited. I That's hope good. you are too. Yes. Uh, you can catch us next week, same time, same place, same podcatcher. Yes. Uh, talking about that episode. We're pumped. Let's get ready for nationals. Yes. And as we get there, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>